0: After, good. so we'll do it episode by episode, going in <laughs> oh depth on every point. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Because I can remember every single. How, <laughs> how many were there? Hundred and something. They do a lot of walking as well. I've,
0: I seem to remember, yep. but they're walking.
2: Yeah, is entertaining. A lot
0: of walking and shopping. A lot of shopping. Yeah,
2: they do like uh, do like shopping.
0: They do. Yeah, they do. And <laughs> oddly, so do I. When they get into the shopping, I'm like, oh, good. They're going to buy cool things. Hello and welcome to an additional Too Much Time on a Hands podcast, where a bunch of us nerdy ass Critical Role fans sit around and talk about people that play Dungeons and Dragons. I got there eventually; it's a bit of carbon, but it'll do. <laughs> anyway, we have finally finally—we've been talking about doing this for a while. Um, I've spoken to each of you individually about this, but it's nice to actually get a group of people together to talk about Campaign Two, something that we all spent a ridiculous amount of time listening to. Um, Get onto that in a second. Um, and just discuss what we liked about campaign two and kind of what we'd want to see in campaign three as well. And what we already know and, and just how much we love critical role in general. We've never done that on the podcast because, uh, one of them is. Just behind, he's has got about ten episodes left. One of them's got a hundred episodes left. And one of them, if he even listens to Dungeons and Dragons, apparently he'll get written out of the will, is what he's described. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, joining this, us tonight... Is this just
3: something to okay. prove that you have like friends who actually like critical role and it's not just you? <laughs> could have stopped. Could have stopped it. could have stopped at the
0: first part there. Prove that I've got friends. Um, <laughs> um anyway, see mum. Um anyway, um so joining us for this, we have uh, let's go down in my order. John, John hello. is someone. Hello, John is someone that I've known for most of my life. Uh, we grew up together playing uh, small models, moving them round tables uh, for a good chunk of our lives, and then uh, joined a band. So we didn't do that anymore so much, and then we did do it still. I don't know. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then uh,
0: <clears throat> find out Dungeons and Dragons is considerably cheaper. Uh, so now we are uh, exploring Wild Mount in a group known as the Blades as well. So, hello, John, how's it going?
1: Yeah, good, good. And a lot of fun it is, actually. It's, it's, it's Critical Role, I think, got me back into playing D&D again. Yeah. Um, actually, do you know what I say again? But actually, uh, I, I don't think I'd actually actually properly played it before I started, mm. you yeah, know, before mm, last year when we started a campaign. Yeah. Um, and actually, it was, it was having listened to about, I think, I think about 30-odd episodes, I think, by that point. I started listening to Critical Role at Campaign 2, mm. Um that I suddenly thought, do you know what? I kind of feel like I know how to play half of this game, so That's- I can just jump in now anyway. Yeah.
0: So totally, totally the, the the case for me as well. Joining us as well, we have Adam. Adam is the hardest working man in the NFL UK scene. I will go with i stick with that even if he di- if he disagrees with me. Uh That's it writes every, time. every single time, writes an insane amount, is on about 40 different podcasts every week. Um and uh through our love of the NFL, we've also started sharing a love of critical role. And the Expanse, but we'll do that at some yep. other point, I'm sure. Um, and uh, yeah, and now it's in between the NFL chat, we talk about Critical Role. Adam, how's it going, buddy?
2: I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, my um, my experience with D and D isn't really that long. It's only been a couple of years, and basically, a friend of my wife uh, invited her into a game, and he had been listening to Critical Role, so it was due to that that he got involved. And then obviously, lockdown, so we've been playing over Zoom. We've had a few in person. Uh, games which are a heck of a lot better than playing online, which for obvious reasons it's it's pretty tough when there's seven mm. or eight of you trying to chip in online. But it's been really enjoyable, and as John said, with learning how to play it, it's it's eye-opening. Listening to critical role and then realizing, oh, that's how I'm meant to do that kind of thing. Um, like yeah. monks, monks for example, with all the extra stuff they can do, is oh, okay, so you're just gonna hit. 17 times in a row okay fine we'll we'll just leave you to do that and uh just little nuances that we probably wouldn't have ever thought of and just how to how to role play as well is Mm. is more important for me because it's easy just going in and hitting something but it's trying to develop character and things like that and it's been enjoyable I always thought that was too cool for it but then last year i ended up really enjoying it and now we play as often as we can <laughs> i've never uh,
0: thought i was too cool for it i'll be honest <laughs>
2: <laughs> i tried i think i was kidding myself but uh, no it was it was one of those it was like right well, i'll avoid but then as soon as the wife got in and uh my daughter plays with us she's 10 and there's an eight-year-old uh, daughter on the other side who plays as well and they really enjoy it so it's, it's a nice family event and just a chance to i uh, get use technology by getting away from technology if that makes sense yeah. just just getting away from real life essentially, because we've all needed that the last couple of years
0: <laughs> you're not wrong and is, is I find it incredibly relaxing as well it's like, mm. stressful, but you you are it's nice to live in a, in a messed up world that isn't that you can actually walk away from yeah. so uh, so yeah but definitely and then lastly we have dan dan is the person that actually i think you are the person that was gm GMing the first actual uh rpgs i've ever properly played i've played like odd one bits and bobs but but playing starfinder with you was the reason i started playing uh anything in the first place fell in love with it and we also fell in love with a mutual um love of critical role one of my favorite experiences we'll get onto this is something that i shared with you specifically and um (laughs) critical role experience is one of the best things that happened in the whole thing we're in a car together um dan how's it going buddy i'm good thank
3: you um (laughs) yeah I've been into critical role since I'm not sure when I started getting into it um I was always interested in d and d for years um but just more curious about like wanting to try and play it and I think I actually started playing d and d before I watched critical role mm. like I knew there was like critical role and other things about on streaming at the time but I didn't want to watch them in case i made they made me feel inadequate like watching like professional voice actors like play mm. these characters but um i end up watching lots of kind of um guides and videos online with matt mercer um he's got like a bunch of uh youtube videos giving duns and uh, uh tips and Dungeons and dragons um and it's from that that i started to actually watch their stream because he seemed like really good at it and he was mm. absolutely amazing and um yeah just absolutely kind of found myself becoming addicted to this um show of these uh voice actors playing these characters and just getting involved with their kind of world i guess um yeah
0: I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna sell something i should have sold at the start as well dan was on a great podcast called the adventure authority as well sadly no longer with us i should, <coughs> should have mentioned that as well really, no one really died point, by the way like no, no one died like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like no one <laughs> died and we had to stop it because of that uh, <laughs> just stop doing
3: it yeah but just just our passion And also
0: (laughs) anyone that's listened to, I'm going to call you out on this one every single time as well. Anyone that's listened to our Slash Fiction episode, Dan's the one that wrote the Thomas the Tank Engine story. Oh dear. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I should have like written under a pseudonym or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Critical Roll. What what is it about Critical Roll that makes us watch four hours worth of it every week? Would you guys reckon?
2: It, yeah I, I don't i've only watched a couple when i get the odd bit of mm. time and i've watched like the highlight shows and things like that but it's, it's well, listen to it sorry yeah 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 obviously for me it's is that it's that they're just likable it's mm. it's tough to not like them and the relationship that they've got as a group obviously they came together as a group of friends and you never really believe that kind of thing when it's mm. um put out like that but it's fairly obvious that they are and just the chemistry that they've all got, and obviously the fact that a couple of them are together with each other and things like that is they're they're just nice people. Mm. And the the way that they do everything, the for me, the character building, the how everything's been developed, it, it's just it is inspirational to be honest, mm. and just trying to bring that into your own games and look for ways that you can further the enjoyment that you get when you play it yourself. Um yeah, for me it was more kind of opening horizons and giving me a few more ideas of things to do with characters in my own games
0: yeah yeah i agree yeah. i mean they, they get a lot of criticism the matt mercer effect is something that is brought up yeah. an awful lot which is yeah. which is fair it is the it, i i found i don't know how many of you've watched exu the, the one they did afterwards no. so they, they've got a different uh uh gm she calls herself in this uh oh, yeah i've a, started a, watching that yeah a brayer iron and she is um it's just kind of a breath of fresh air because she makes you realize that you don't have to be perfect the whole time, mm. um and that really appealed to me because I was already DMing at the time and having someone that just goes, "You know what? We're just going to do this because I think it makes sense." And it's just like, "Oh my god, you can do that? Okay, cool." That's okay. <laughs> um Really, I think that's the, that's the
1: difference, isn't it? It's, it's, it's Mercer is very, very good at flying by the seat of his pants and keeping an incredible poker face that, you know, you always kind of wonder, did you make that up on the spot? Mm. Or did you, is that something you've been planning for sort of, you know, five years because he's that kind of person? And it's just that, the depth of the story, he's just very, very adept, I think, at just keeping that sort of mm. suspense. You, know, you you never really know sort of what's kind of going on you know, um, within his mind. Um, but yeah, but it, that doesn't, you're right, it's not, that isn't really how most people play, to mm. be honest, um, so... Yeah, I think for, for me, the thing that really kind of stood out is, I mean, I started listening to, mainly because you kept on pestering me to make sure I actually listened it, to it. It seems <laughs> to be a running thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, no, thank you. And I'd appreciate <laughs> it. I, 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 I was going kind to, of, in, in an interesting kind of point, I um, I started listening just around the point where my, my son was born and I suddenly found myself with no time to do pretty much any any hobby activity whatsoever, which you know something I've been fairly immersed in a lot of different things, wargaming, that sort of thing. Um, And suddenly I had something that I could actually just listen to and just, you know, in the odd moment, a bit of a lifesaver in a way, actually. Um, And um, just that, as as you guys have said, it's just that sort of feeling of being able to listen in on a bunch of friends who clearly get on with each other really, really well, clearly spark off each other very, very well. Um, And it's just, I mean, it's very funny a lot of the time, you know, you've got the in-jokes that you can kind of listen to and, you know, that you suddenly feel like you're involved in, but also, as it as it sort of carried on realizing that actually these guys are really compelling storytellers Mm. the narratives that they weave into this the thought processes that's gone into their characters you know and into what they you know how they imagine them how they step into them and then where they want to sort of to take them was something that i didn't really i mean I've, i've played you know different rpgs um cyberpunk that sort of thing but you know that kind of Take it to that level, or something I just never experienced. So actually, you, you can listen to this stuff as it's almost like sort of an audio drama. Mm. So on that kind of level, yeah. just because they're that good. I, that, I, yeah.
0: I, I mean, I call it. It's, it's as it's close to it's, it's basically improv.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Tell yeah, was very good improv, and yeah. I think that was the thing that really kind of leapt out of me. I'm like, actually, do you know what? This is a bit weird to begin with. The first time Matt Mercer did a hyena impression, I was like, "Wow, what the hell was that?" That was you know, like, <laughs> okay, but hang on, that's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm really getting into this now, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see what the, uh, I see what the, the, uh, the buzz is all about. Really, so yeah, I think it's just that that feeling of just the privilege of being able to watch a group of people who pre- clearly really like each other actually just come up with
2: something
3: new on the mm. spot. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think similar, similar with me when I like when I was first getting into it is that it's partly that parasocial relationship aspect of the show where it is group you're watching a group of friends play a game and you kind of like feel like you become part of that whole experience. Um and I I've got that from watching like the first season, um mm. the first campaign of the Vox Mach uh, Vox Machina um you know, you know i think it was like the first episode it feels a bit like slow and odd to begin with because you don't know who these people are and you don't really know their characters mm. particularly with fox because campaigns had started i think they're already level seven already kind of mm. established in that world um but i think by like by the second or third episode i was just like hooked suddenly you know you just kind of just got into it and once like you know combat and um an action and they started getting themselves into perilous situations started happening. It became really, you know, you found yourself getting kind of tense and actually kind of worried for the characters and mm. actually created that kind of emotional connection with what's happening. Um, same as when, um, like, you know, uh, like there's like sad things or funny things. You just, you know, you really get taken along for the ride. Um, I'd say
0: it's, it's like any character in a TV show as well. It, it, you feel, I mean there's one moment in particular in campaign 2 that really just was a
3: Yeah, I think no point <laughs> Yeah, about. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and but you you haven't even known the character that long and yet you are just a you I mean it's when sp- full spoilers by the way. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you should mention <laughs> that. <now>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 <laughs> it's when um obviously when I've totally forgotten his name. This I'm terrible with names. I do this the with character. The character or the actor? The, the character. Actor.
2: Actor, uh, Molly, Molly, Molly Mock. Mock there you go thank you
0: <laughs> it's when Molly Mock dies obviously um, and he, it's, it's a you can see it in Taliesin's face he's heartbroken by this as well and it's it's and and the entire room um, because there's only five of them there at the time one of them had only been on two episodes and was covering someone else <laughs> decided to take a very bold character choice by asking for disadvantage on all, all the attacks and she got a ton of unnecessary hate for that and I feel really bad for her like, it's it, it, at the end of the day, as attached to the characters as you get, it's still just drama for us. And uh, you, you shouldn't criticise someone for m- making decisions about their own characters that, that end up having an effect on other people's characters. Uh, as it was, they should have just run away anyway. There was no way they were going to save them <laughs> because the characters they were trying to save had just had a baby. But
3: that's why it's good that they're still kind of... Uh, they're playing to yeah. their characters' yeah. own yeah. like drives and, and wants, regardless of whether it's like possible or not. Mm. It's you know it made sense for those characters to do that. Yeah. And I say with Ashley Birch making that decision to, you know, um, uh, make her character play at disadvantage, mm. it, it made sense for her character to do that in that yeah. moment. Um, and it was like a great, it was a great story moment, and it you know it led to great drama.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. And yeah. We, and ended up creating the bad guy as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I guess they never had any intention of doing that. But obviously, all those episodes later, we decided that that was the same person, and just bringing that in and the way it all ended with that was was amazing. And the, the worst thing about being a postman listening to them is having tears in my eyes walking around <laughs> the next day. <laughs> the, the episode after that, where they did oh. the eulogies and things like that, it was amazing. From um, for um, Marisha, the uh the emotion she put into, oh my God, yeah. into her eulogy was crazy and just knowing that it's fictional characters in a made-up world and just <laughs> feeling it it was it was horrible <laughs> i i, that was I one mean of the points yeah. for me
1: where i had to actually because normally I, I i guess probably like you guys I, I i listen to it um and then if something really significant happens or something or, or there's a point where i completely miss i'll often find myself just kind of going onto youtube and trying to find the actual point where yeah. it actually happens so i can watch the reaction in the room and everything same with the battles so i can kind of have a look and see like what the tables look like because the effort they put in on the the um you know for, for the, the the miniatures and the maps and stuff is, is is incredible um i guess it helps if you've got if you're sponsored by dwarf and <laughs> 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 full-time um, job and limited yeah. money yeah <laughs> the, the, exactly the first time i think i was like hang on marish is crying like yeah. that isn't that isn't actual that isn't i mean she's yeah they're all great actors but like hmm. okay they're inhabiting their characters to that extent you know like, okay wow they're okay this 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 bodes well for the whole thing and that, you know, that they're putting themselves into their shoes to that kind of extent. And it was like, yeah, I, I sadly spoiled because I accidentally spoiled it and found out what was going to happen. Um, oh. uh, I had a, I had a full red wedding experience. Where I was like, I don't know what's going, <laughs> but, you know, but at the same time it didn't, it, you know, it, it hits, it hits really hard. And you can yeah. see like, okay, I know they are only characters, but hang on a second, you know, when they're inhabiting them that to that extent. Yeah.
0: That's, that's, that's
1: pretty shitty
0: (laughs) long long may he reign was when oh my god just floods of tears at that point as well like after he died when the 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 funeral for Molly Mock Mm. Mm.
1: interesting question actually I guess would be what the campaign that the campaign would be like if if actually that hadn't happened because I don't know about the rest of you I know I'm curious but I liked Molly uh, good character um, and you know, brought a kind of at that early point where they were still kind of working out what what they were doing, mm. added quite a nice kind of instigator kind of spin to it before. You know, actually, it turns out Sam Regal's more than capable of pushing whatever button you know the DM puts in front of him. But, um, but yeah, but I actually preferred Caduceus, I think, actually mm, fairly yeah. quickly as a character. So it, I just think it would be interesting to, you know, what would have happened if they'd gone all the way through and actually Caduceus had never come along as a as um, as kind of a foil.
0: I think one of the other characters would would have died because they didn't really have a healer apart from, well, <laughs> apart from Caduceus. <laughs> like there was no Chester is the most reluctant <laughs> healer i've ever seen in a game she does not want to use those healing spells she wants to be up at the front and it worked really well for her but they Ooh. they definitely needed caduceus at that point as well yeah I think so Ooh. and i agree yeah caduceus was uh, talison has got this this uncanny ability to not necessarily do great voices but do voices in different ways so caduceus sounded completely different from molly mark and mm. i know molly mark had a terrible irish accent but um they still sounded completely different like just mm. the tone he put on caduceus and there was that video you shared with me actually john of him talking to sateen phoenix about uh about how he prepares how, his he, games. T- how
1: he dms yeah mm. he, he picks one of the, i think he picks one of the seven dwarfs yeah is um, has got a sheep behind his DM screen where he has yeah. seven dwarfs and he has high and low yeah. um, and male and female. He basically just picks one of those three. Yeah. So if it's sleepy, um, low, um, male, then he kind of lowers his voice. kind of goes yeah. a bit sleepy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then and just picks one of those and that's yeah. how he does all his NPCs. And I just yeah. thought that's just genius. That's brilliant.
3: It's a great idea. It's very as simple, well. but yeah, it sounds effective. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I think Caduceus was probably... Yeah, better than the the Molly Moore. They're both great characters. Yeah, I think Caduceus really was a great kind of creation of Talison because I think something about Talison Jaffe himself. He seems like he's got an old soul. Mm. He's kind of like yeah. he's very wise. Well, he is over way, two thousand years old. The way he puts things, yeah. um, and it really was perfect for the character of like Caduceus, who's supposed to be this like very um, you know wise, but you know uh, wise like cleric character. I just thought he, that would, I thought it was just really well done.
0: It's, it's the complete opposite of molly mark obviously as well yeah. and, and there's so much scope for what they did with caduceus which is this guy that's never really left his home and he's now hanging out with like if if he'd have joined vox machina it would have been completely different that like, these these swashbuckling heroes whereas these guys are morally then it's a gray area for, for uh, uh, the mighty nine
3: yeah i always saw like the mighty nine whereas like yeah vox machina is more of like the archetypal heroes yeah. they're kind of they're kind of the characters you would first create if you was making your own yeah d yeah. campaign whereas like mighty nine to me they felt particularly early on with molly mock there as well they felt like uh like a couple of like college kids on a gap year yeah like traveling that was the kind of vibe that that whole that whole campaign had
0: which i thought was pretty cool Yeah, totally yeah that, that's that Yeah, that nails it, actually. Because, I mean, that is actually what one of them is trying to do at the start. I mean, obviously, his his motives change. And talking about Ford, his motives kind of change about halfway through when he he wants to go to the Solstice Academy and uh, meets Caleb and finds out all the horrible stuff that's been going on there, Um, which is just, you know... Typical Liam O'Brien. Really, he can't have a happy backstory in any way, shape, or form. No, no. He did address it. He said, "Why would I be happy? Why would I go out into that awful world if if I was happy doing what I was doing?" Fair point. <laughs> He's got a point. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So, actually, that's a good point. Then, does does anyone have fa- a favourite character? I'm interested.
2: Yeah, I. Don't, I... When you kind of floated this idea with me the other day, I was I was really trying to think, and I, not really. It's it's mm. kind of a mix of all of them, to be honest. I I do think Caduceus is probably the best of them. Mm. I, I as you've um, all kind of said, he he brought a lot to it, and his wisdom, but naivety, and kind of exploring the the world. I, I did like everything that Talison did with that. Mm. Um, it's tough not to like Jester, just because she's fun it's just the, the randomness and um again you I think you shared a video of uh Laura Bailey being an improv, improv genius and some of the stuff that she comes out with is just is is amazing um so yeah. I think Jester's definitely the one for laughs it, it all depends what mood I'm in really is is um which one I like on the day to be mm-hmm. honest and yeah I, I think I'd, I'd have to say Jester just because of the, uh, the comedy and the messages and things like that are just, she's cracked me up more than anyone else.
0: She does. And she, um, I, I think after campaign one, her character is less chaotic. Let's, let's just put it that way. She's, I mean, she's fairly straight laced. Whereas, and I think when Laura Bailey came out with this character, I think it kind of blew people away a little bit because she's so different from her, from a character in, um, and one of my favorite characters is is Beauregard for that reason as well, that Marisha had a very different character in Campaign 1, received a ton of unwarranted criticism for that as well, and then came out with, with just this amazing character, Beauregard, and that you got to lean into the idea that she loves taking notes and she loves documenting and everything, and it just worked so well as well. And as a DM, I hate monks, but as a player, <laughs> I kind of understand that they are awesome as well. How many attacks? I mean, come on, really? Yeah. That's just oh, you can use a key point to to get another load of attacks. Just keep rolling dice until until you kill it, basically.
2: Oh. Yeah, monk shit. That's that's just that's no, just the way don't it is. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. My wife's just started just started with the monk at level five, I think, and I got her to listen to the monk, uh, the Beauregard fight against uh, in the fighting ring. Yeah, where yeah. She, where the guy didn't he had one attack, <laughs> and then she just kept stunning him, and that was it. And it was just like. <laughs> The, that whole scene was brilliant. It that cracked me up and um but yeah, that that was I said to the wife, I was like, Look, listen to this scene. Hmm. This is how you do stunning strikes, this is how you do all that kind of thing. And it's yeah, that that was educational and hilarious just for just for Matt and the way he acted all of that. It was just just outstanding that whole three, four minutes of beating up this old guy who didn't get a chance and <laughs> and just her uh, kind of looking around I was like, What do I do? It was like did, I keep stunning him.
0: Did you watch uh, Fox Machina versus um, versus the Mighty I've Still
2: Knight? not seen that one.
0: Okay. Oh, I won't spoil anything. All I'll say is the fight everyone wanted kind of happened, and it was it was one sided.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, it, it's a real shame because I, I love the other character, but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I love I love my regard. But yeah, I'm like you. I, I, I like all of them, but uh, I don't know. Has anyone got anyone yeah. that like stands out above anyone else? What? Don't think so
3: either. Really, like yeah, like, um, Laura Bailey really surprised me this, mm. this season with like the this campaign with Jester, um, just such a brilliant character and is the kind of the standout character I would say. Yeah, um, I, I think, um, and that's what I was really impressed impressed with lot like, with this campaign compared to previous is the the kind of change up in the and co- who is that the comic relief mm. because last campaign it was very much. Um, travis and sam i mean yeah. it's always sam because sam's like a quick wit anyway but uh but it was like travis was kind of like the the comic relief um and then you had this kind of switch over um with this campaign with uh, laura just showing that she's a really hilarious mm. and funny person um she, she was great um but yeah i think also like caleb deserve a mention as well like so been um, a really well done character caleb uh, <laughs> like because I, I just it's like the way that um Liam Liam played this character who's, who's very kind of anxious And socially kind of inept um, But is very intense and, and and smart and intelligent And yeah there was just lots of going on In there with that character And like, But it's great seeing that character kind of develop And grow by the end of the, end of the he,
0: show He got so many He got so much fans So many fans from Germany as well Like he He did it accent. Yeah he did it well is the point uh, and apparently, he used to live in Germany, so he's kind of cheating a little bit, but he's got so many uh, fans from people from Germany saying, This is you're, you're doing such a good job of this, of of ha- Caleb and the Zemnian accent. Sorry, not, uh, not German, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it, yeah, he, he, I think he nailed it as well. And as you say, this the whole socially awkward thing, and yet, you know, when he's in his element, he's really in his element like when he's in when he's in a library he's just kind of takes over and well except for Beauregard, but him and beau just kind of taking over in their own situations and like the the idea that, that his ambition is still there as well and it still kind of drives him further than than anything else like yeah. the the bit in the um alice's the the, the uh, super happy fumble I remember what it's mm. called but yeah where uh he's like there's all the books and he just wants to stay and read them all like <laughs> he just wants to learn <laughs> and you know that something bad is on the other side of the which is still one of my favorite favorite moments is when with the dragon when they appear and caduceus just Here's from the wall, and it's bad. We're leaving. <laughs> it's bad.
1: We're running, isn't it? It's bad, I'm we're saying, running. Yeah. yeah, I think help it's again is his other. help brain, it's again, which, which, which even my my, my three year old son now says every now and then because I've used it. So many
0: but yeah. yeah, it's Caleb. Caleb is a great character. I mean, we're yeah. just going to go through the characters. Let's let's just do that. So, much. Yeah. Sam Sam Regal, I don't think he went deviated too far with not um it was it was an interesting twist i kind of would have preferred if it had stayed as not i thought that was a nicer nicer twist the idea that you don't have to be it doesn't have to be a Cinderella situation sorry it's it's, it's just sometimes you are who you are but you can still be a really good person so i kind of um i thought i thought not was it was a great character but i didn't i didn't love the twist i would say
1: I, I, I was a bit unsure at the, at the point when it happened. I was thinking, yeah. hang on, are they wrapping things up? Because that's a pretty major thing to have happened mm. here. But I think um, where, and I don't know how much Sam planned it and how much mm. he sort of would say he planned it, because they've got the whole not the brave Beth Bernato. um mm anagram did he plan that right from the beginning i mean it sounds like he did and that's that's a real long game there to, yeah. mm. to take that character for you know at least a year or so i think at that point but then that where where he took um feth's story after that actually in actually basically and then you know fair play to the guy mm. for playing a female character pretty as far as i could tell fairly convincingly mm. you know and actually doing this sort of um you know uh was he? Was 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 Beth? Was she going to to leave her family in order to kind of pursue a lifetime of adventuring and having that kind of tension between, like you know, putting your know, sort of career or family basically, um, mm. seemed to be. Um, so, and I thought that was really quite well played. And in a way, he kind of got two bites of the cherry there with two. Two different narrative arcs that he, his character played out over the whole of the campaign, mm. which I thought was was which which was pretty smart. But yeah, there was a moment. There, there were lots of moments where I missed the sheer madcap kind of craziness, um, <laughs> even though he managed to kind of keep that going. The, the yeah. whole buttons thing was one of my personal favourites. I think actually, um,
0: he just used to get hammered as well. Yeah, and like yeah. Used to, I, I don't think that is. I don't think that there is any kind of mechanical advantage to that. No there, there was, there was, a way, no there was there was no. few, quite a few moments where
3: it, it was a just, just, fun, just, fun. Just, <laughs> yeah I, I, I yeah i'm pretty sure he had planned it from the yeah. from the start i think right from the from the get-go um not had like a fear of water mm. that would kind of make sense when you kind yeah. of find out what yeah. happens and um yeah i at first i wasn't too kind of keen on the the twist or at least where where wasn't sure where it was going but mm. i think um one of the one of the things that that Knots um, character does really well in that story is about dysphoria or bodies dys- dys- dysphoria. Yeah, um, you know that she's you know not occupying the body that she feels she is. Yeah, um, and it was kind of cool to see you know a, rev- a resolution come into that um, eventually. Um, and yeah, and what and what he did after that with still having Beth going through um, the relationship with her family and how to reconcile these two lives was was also well done as well i
0: thought yeah good big fan of not adam
2: uh yes and no I, I, sam is a little over the top for me but obviously that's sam himself as and he, he actually weirdly enough brings it down a bit with veth obviously yeah. once uh when she comes around so for me i thought that was easier to kind of understand uh because i'm more of a Introvert myself rather than mm. an extrovert, so I think it was easier for me to get on with Veth than it was for Nuts. But again, I missed the first twenty episodes, so I probably missed a lot of the uh, <laughs> crazy Nuts stuff. It's just um, a lot of shit stirring, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: is, is is where you're taking it? Which um, I'm
2: getting okay. through at the moment. I'm on episode three, so I'm getting there. And yeah. uh, the uh, there was the not and Jester scene where they're facing the the statue, and uh, <laughs> th- those those two vibing off each other was was brilliant and yeah you could tell they'd formed a nice bond uh as the characters had as well as the actors that that was a nice little uh little bit but yeah um, sam's a little too wild for me personally but uh <laughs> yeah you, uh, that definitely does a good job
0: if you get around to campaign one it, it's still pretty crazy to be yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was it not the best detective agency yes well? that, yeah. was, that was jester yeah. and, and not, jester wasn't and it? not. Yeah. yeah not the Fluff brave yeah, There's fluff the butter. Oh moment. my god, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, let's just talk about some of the the, the best moments. I mean, her, characters we haven't discussed yet, actually. Yasha, we haven't actually even mentioned her yet. That's partially probably because Ashley's only in half the season, but
3: yeah. Yeah, it's one one of the kind of fortunate unfortunate things in mm. some respects that um, that yeah, Ashley Johnson can't beat, can't be there all the time because of other commitments. Mm. Um and cancel blind spot. Yeah, cancel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it um but when when you saw her occupy that character for long enough, she you know you could saw how she kind of got into mm. it um, very well, and because because sometimes she'd come back and you'd see that Ashley might be a bit rusty on how, on even just playing the game, mm. and and so um, Matt must some quite cool things where he'd have her have to do something on her own, or where she had to like fight all the others playing other characters, yeah, um, to like help her kind of learn the learn the rules and and yeah. You know, and learn the ropes for that character um and you know the yeah, the character of yasha had a had also a great arc within that story as well with um her being kind of like brainwashed and and taken control of and then mm-hmm. then getting her back uh was already really good as well
0: yeah I thought marisha took her under her wing as well in a really nice way like in terms of character development as well just the, the idea that that obviously that they they are attracted to each other, but that that is mostly Marisha's doing and, and, and Beauregard's doing in a kind of, like, let's make her feel like she's part of the group. Yeah. Like, even mm. when it's quite difficult for them not to be. And as a result, it creates some really, like, kind of gut-wrenching moments as bit, as well. Obviously the bit where, where Yash is attacking Beauregard mm. and, like, they've got to leave, but but it's still, like, yeah, that that worked for me as well. Also, she's got wings and that you know yeah. <laughs> that appeals to me as well like i'm i'm a big fan of characters that 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 can that can peacock at any one moment as well like that and that is is yeah i did love that
1: there's that there's that moment isn't there where they, they try uh, <clears throat> who is it i think is it not tries to dimension door mm. her away in the point when she gets possessed i think for the first time yeah. um and and it all comes down to basically the rules basically are the subject has to be willing
2: yeah.
1: to go. Mm. And that is just a really, really, really good example of, you know, the rules doing what the rules are supposed to do, which is to actually create an opportunity for a really good bit of, of role play. Um, yeah. And, you know, saying, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying. You know, it's just, oh. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So well done.
0: <laughs> Laughing hand as well is one of those like Matt Mercer through his voice, creating an incredibly <laughs> creepy villain as well. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he does the layered voice thing really well, like doing four different laughs at once somehow. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm
3: trying yeah, it's I'm, the same with like yeah. the, the Somnathum when he's doing yeah. the voices oh and they having the dude. visions and how, he, how he's doing that with his voice is just yeah. incredible. Uh, like just layers of different whispers and sounds. It just really creates an amazing atmosphere.
0: It's funny you mentioned that in, in the D&D campaign at the moment, I'm trying to do something similar and it's very difficult if you're not a professional voice actor, <laughs> funnily enough. You're a fine job, mate. You're a great Thank job. You. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think, I think Yasha obviously didn't get much time in the campaign, but but she was good when she was there as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, that leaves... Who are we missing? We haven't talked about uh, haven't Ford, talked about I Ford yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I, I love Travis um i thought ford was a, a any instance where ford was the lead i thought it worked really really well um other than that i i, I don't know he, he was he was the lead in half of this campaign so yeah. it kind of worked really well for that for any kind of instance where they were pirating where they stole a boat which is one of the most amazing D moments Ever where there clearly was no plan, like Matt Mercer clearly hadn't even thought they might even attempt to do that. <laughs> but then they just stole a boat, and it's. Oh, I love the I think
1: um, if I had to pick a character, I, I, I like all of them, but I think if I really had to pin down one specific one, it probably would be for Actually, um, just because, just in terms of how well rounded Travis made him, um, yeah. you know, there is some really good um, comedic riffing. Um, that this the the kind of the stretch where they steal the boat. The, the Diver's Grave is my favourite yeah. episode of the entire campaign. Um, and the bits with um, Not Drunk as a Skunk, you know, the, all of them with water breathing and just the two of them playing off each other, you know, sort of trying to convince her to August, you know, go down to the bottom of the ocean at that point. are some of the best bits. I absolutely love it. But then as he goes through the, the segment where he, did, he sort of recommits to the, the Wild Mother, yeah. um, the bit where he actually... Always kills himself, I think. Um, yeah. With, um, yeah, you know, with, with with the sword. Um. At the, oh, where is yeah. it at that point? It's um, it's not in Eothen at that point. It's north of Eothen. I've forgotten where it is. Um,
0: oh. Well, I know
1: what you mean. It's uh, is not... yeah. 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 Um, and um, yeah, and that, that whole stretch there when they sort of go down to Eothen, and and um, and then he changes up his voice as well, hmm. and there's the whole bit where they, it it turns out that he's been doing it in order to boost his confidence. And actually, he's been basing that on mm. Um, Yeah, I, I just, I, and, and from that point onwards, I think actually Ford probably became my favourite character. Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure. Mm. My man crush on Liam O'Brien is well
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me too.
1: Have you seen Have you seen that picture of all
0: of them? They, like, they you, are very Vanity smartly Fair. dressed.
1: Yes, they're a very smartly dressed bunch at so that point. They're all-an-attractive
0: <laughs> bunch of people, so congratulations to them, I suppose.
1: I think, like,
3: Travis is probably one of the best role plays I've seen of someone doing the warlock. The mm. campaign they really um played on the fact that you know this patron has their own goals and their own ambitions that they want you to fulfill for them and kind yeah. of that that moment where he has to kind of make a choice whether to continue to do that or to go somewhere else and you know have him have him actually face the consequences of losing his powers because of that mm. was, was getting great great storytelling and yeah kind of thing i think people should do if they're going to play um a warlock at times is you know what does your patron want and that you know, how, what is your relationship with them, and how does it affect you? I thought that was really well, well done. Um, and and yeah, Travis just plays that character so well. Totally different from um, Grog that he did mm. in the previous campaign. He was like a big lumbering idiot. <laughs> where you know this this guy's a much more of an introverted um, mm. character, but like a strong kind of like silent type in a sense. Um, you know, very much like yeah, like you said, he did kind of come across like the leader of the group at times. Yeah, and I thought that's why he was very strong. Yeah.
0: yeah, I love that he came across the leader of the group, but not would tell everyone that Caleb is obviously the lead yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> Constantly, <laughs> not not and not playing into the, um, Liam and and Sam's relationship was, was hilarious. But yeah, I I did like Ford. Ford's not my favourite, but 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 at the same time, any time where I say we was the lead, he, he he bossed it, and as you say, played a warlock really really well.
2: Um, yeah, what do you think, Adam? Um, well, I guess the change of voice might not have ever happened had Molly not passed away because obviously he did that, uh, assumingly, mm. to get to the wild mother kind of um side of things. So I guess that that might not have ever happened if Caduceus hadn't turned True. up. That's a good point, actually. Weird, yeah. um, weird kind of follow on, well, uh, and causin- causality, really, I guess. Um, mm. yeah, I, I. I don't mind Ford. I think he plays it well. And Travis is obviously a funny guy. And you watch some of the videos. He's the one who's cracking up the most, <laughs> of, most <laughs> of the stuff that's going on. And obviously hearing them laugh in real life while they're playing the characters or hearing the others laugh, it, it helps with everything as well with, with, with when you're watching it and yeah, just seeing how fun they find it is, is just entertaining. And I, it's a weird one because it was such a long campaign you mm. kind of forget about all the could stuff is yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the way mm. it ended in the final 20 30 episodes on um obviously on um the sumnovum and things like that you kind of forget that there was 10 20 episodes based on ford and his story yeah. essentially um and yeah just i, I, I had a search today for uh, best moments of campaign too because there's that much that goes on that i've completely wiped from my memory oh, and totally <laughs> just trying to bring back little bits and trying to remember certain episodes was was quite eye opening and quite worrying that i forgot so much but uh, yeah the Yukatoa stuff is just that was really good and uh, yeah. the avantica stuff and the um the pirate island which oh, I'd i would imagine it. i yeah, assume was... they were meant to be there for longer than one episode but <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> there
3: gave rights like one of the best moments in the in the campaign i thought of uh with the Avantika and the Pirate yeah. King, where they all kind of yeah. get caught in that boat, yeah, yeah. it's just firewall
0: really tense moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that so yeah, I mean let's let's get on to some of the, the, the best the best and craziest moments then I suppose. So that is definitely one of them. The the, the it's just Liam just throwing the cat amongst the pigeons again though, isn't it? That's what he does so well, which is that he's had this. Pl- he said he had it planned like the whole time because he knew they'd been rumbled. And the fact that they end the episode like that as well, like when he drops the uh, the, the wall of fire, like in front of the group, knowing that they they're, they're in trouble, <laughs> it was just genuinely a jaw dropping moment as well. And and not just for us, because Liam clearly doesn't tell the others what he's going to be doing. Yeah, as well. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think there's the same with um, giving the bite between the dodecahedron.
0: I thought My- I thought Travis was going to punch him.
1: I mean, it might it might have been the point where I mean, I, I yeah, because I, I think I think he's probably he's that kind of player that gets so deep into some yeah. of the melodrama of it that I, I suspect he does things every now and then that the rest of the cast just like, oh, come on. Um, <laughs> you just forced our hand completely, you know, but yeah. but actually the way it played out um, was was fantastic and actually was probably more true to them because I think there was a sense in which. Mercer was trying to get them to sort of pick a side in this big yeah. conflict between the two na- between the two nations, and that actually they actually really successfully, if perhaps accidentally, managed to straddle the line between the two of them to the point where they were able to act as sort of peace brokers towards mm. the end. Um, and and that was that was you know it, it was obviously something different to what Pat Mercer wanted them to do, but that that moment it made perfect sense. But it was also mm. like okay. Yeah, you've just given back. You know, you've you probably just saved your next but you've just given them the thing. <laughs> you've given the nuclear
0: codes to uh, um, to the enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Um, and that 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 was a bit of a game changer, really. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah.
3: I think up to that point they'd been pretty much running from
1: <laughs> as much that. as they could. Like
3: like Matt was clearly trying to make this like storyline, this war for them, that they're, they're trying to get. Trying to get them dragged into, and they just wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> Mo- Molly Mock, <laughs> was like, Molly Mock no. in particular, is like, I don't want to get something <laughs> to <into> the army. <laughs> yeah. they, did, they just like ran and, like, yeah, kept trying to run away from it.
0: <laughs> but they ran straight towards it. Yeah, when they picked yeah. up the, the, the dodecahedron in the first place as well, because that was clearly something that was meant to be like, and then you're going to take it back to, no, we're just going to keep it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's
3: the inciting incident. It's the MacGuffin yeah. that's falling yeah, into the hands of the main characters, but then rather than them like going sort of you know across, following the yellow brick road to the Wizard of Oz they've just like gone on this complete tangent
1: just forgot about it for a minute yeah. 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 went off bought an owl bought a weasel that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> it's funny because it's one of the things that actually knocked me about the whole thing to begin mm. with like it took me a long time to get into the right rhythm with it because I felt like I was watching them just like tee up all these interesting quests that they were going to go on and then just go yeah but we're going to go and do this over here you know and, and I kept on being like oh you know, can I just? I'd love to. I'd love to see Matt Mercer write a novel where he could actually like plan it out. But maybe that's not his cup of tea, and maybe it wouldn't mm-hmm. be very good because of that. But yeah, after a while, I realised that like actually, that's part of the charm of this of this group is yeah. that actually, they do just kind of stumble past the obvious things to do and then do something that's more interesting as a
2: result of it. Um, yeah. What
0: do you reckon, Adam? Interesting bits.
2: Well, yeah. Talking of things that got forgotten, obviously the. I think widely accepted as one of the best scenes was the, um, the crony, the witch in the, uh, oh in the hut oh and yeah. the fact yeah. that it was done with magic powder that they randomly picked up 20, 30 episodes before <laughs> and <laughs> just never really had any use for. And uh, that, the whole scene I've I showed um, my daughter the animated one, because obviously mm. people have done their own animations and it's just, it gives me chills every time. Just, the thought and how she managed to get around to it and she tricked him and in, her into it and you could tell Matt's gutted because but proud and yeah. obviously for him he, he even says afterwards I think he says that he is proud of them for doing it he's gutted that they managed to do it but <laughs> the the overwhelming sense of pride and the fact that she used disadvantage on wisdom saves and that was how it got done and just little little bits like that Then no one would have ever predicted yeah. and it's again, just the way things put, work out. And the, the fact that Laura had that idea or I assume, I don't think they even really talked about it because no one else seemed to know what was going on with that scene. So it must've just been her yeah. thinking, yeah. this is how we do it. Cause obviously I think she was about the third or fourth person to try and bargain with um with the witch to get it all sorted. And yeah, it, it finally worked out. And yeah, just the, yeah, just I, I was just impressed with how inventive it was and again just inspiration for your own games of hmm. oh maybe I could try and do this in a in a completely out of the box way that I never would have considered before.
0: She um she she gambles her own hands, doesn't she? That's yeah. that's what it is. And yeah. it's like yeah. it's like that, if that backfires yeah. Yeah. A very a, interesting character all of a sudden. It was, it
3: was like, an, like an amazing moment as like a trickster yeah. cleric. To, oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. It's like yeah. it's one of those sort of things you hear in like a fable or something like mm. um Odysseus would would do, like to like trick this ancient being, um, you know, with like this kind of little this gamble with the muffin it was just mm. was just genius okay. on the Laura's part. Yeah, it was amazing. It's very
1: it's very brothers grim, isn't it? actually? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, very much. Yeah. and 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 the fact that that came as the payoff to what had been a pretty emotionally wrenching series of you know one-on-one bits of role play mm. you know as each character had basically just gone and absolutely laid themselves on the line mm. and and you could tell that um that i think that Marisha had intended that to be beau's big moment of sacrifice yeah saying you know yeah. i'm going to sacrifice all of my happiness in order to sort of you know for, for, for this to be to be broken and
2: And then Laura wanders in with an enchanted cupcake. Done. And then yeah, just strolls out. Okay, it's done. Let's go. Done. (laughs) But we need to go now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have they? Has has Matt Mercer ever said whether that's this? This is getting really nerdy. Whether that's the Hag Mother, because Uh, because it's not a regular Hag. Is she? She's not like. The the belief is that if they try and start a fight with her, they're they're going to lose. Yeah like that th- this is not someone you can just let's roll for initiative and 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 expect to actually walk away yeah. from that fight yeah so i i kind of thought it was implied that she is the hag mother because if you read up on the hag mother it's being super nerdy now if you read up on the Hagmother, who is a fictional character in a fictional world set within another fictional world <laughs> um it's the, her whole thing is that she um is uh the other Lesser gods uh don't really treat her with any respect because she spends all her time with with uh the people in in Wildmount or or Exandria, trying to force them to do bargains, which is exactly how she they got in that mm. mess in the first place.
3: It's a very much thing a hag to do, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the Hag Mother or yeah, someone's equally powerful because yeah, yeah, they they clearly weren't meant to go for a one-on-one fight at least at that at that stage.
0: That's ridiculously nerdy, and I do apologise for going off on that no, no, it's, fine. But it's, it's something that I've always wondered.
1: I'm writing notes because it feels a bit. It's, it's all got a bit haggie in our campaign, so <laughs> I'm going to try not to think too hard about that in case I stumble
0: yeah. over something. I, I, I'm I'm pretty proud of this next bit. I'll be honest, um, Fair but um, it's um, yeah. That's it, I think that's probably the standout moment. That's up there with um, I like when Ford just gets stabbed. From nowhere as well on the boat. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that. Tried to do that in D and D with poison. Turns out the characters immune to poison.
1: Yeah. That was <laughs> lovely. Don't, don't stand on doors with uh, poison. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Not,
2: Not my like, proudest moment. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's meant
0: to be this big thing, and it didn't happen. Um, but, but but that's the thing with Chris Roll, It's inspired so much of like mm. me playing D and D. Whether it's the characters, whether it's the fact that we we're playing campaign in Wild Mountain as well. Um, it's, it's just very very enjoyable and and campaign two for me I I'm, I prefer campaign two to campaign one. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, There's I'd bits say, in campaign one. Say,
3: so, yeah. I think I think as I've said this to you before. Yeah, and, but like yeah, like the campaign one felt more like a standard adventure where they're very they're very more very much defined story arcs within yeah. campaign one. that I think was in some ways better than campaign two. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you had very clear like villains and, and bad guys and, mm. and things like that have had a more of a straightforward formula where campaign two is more like a sandbox, I suppose where the characters were just going where they wanted to. And then mm. at is kind of having to lay out the rails in front of him <laughs> as, as they're kind of driving this thing along. Um, but I think like, it was the, yeah, the, I prefer campaign two though, because of the characters, the characters, mm-hmm. is what makes it enjoyable. I really like preferred the mighty nine to, to Vox Machina, even though I yeah. love the, previous characters as well um yeah but i think like one of the things that was a shortcoming of campaign 2 was a lack of standout villains there were one or two mm. but there weren't really you know clearly defined
0: um story arcs or plots uh a lot of loose ends as well so yeah. like we never got a conclusion to i just kind of assumed that the bad guy in this one was gonna be tharaz as well just because they'd kind of really set that up that they'd um uh, they had uh, released one of the chains, basically of the yeah. of the, um, and so I thought that's where that was heading. And then obviously there was Ukatawa as well, which that never really transpired. So it was yeah. a bit of a surprising when they went with the whole Somnoven route
1: as well. Yeah, I, I thought that was. I, I, it was weird because there was a lot of discussion about that, and mm. a lot of people who felt like they'd been cheated out of um, sort of you know a, a bigger a bigger ending. Mm. But I, I I don't think you could have wrapped it up. Um, I mean, you, you couldn't you can script that if you tried, well, or no. maybe you could actually.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's what people think.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's what people. Yeah, yeah it's always all scripted, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I, I think um, I, I don't mind the fact that it's left open like that because it gives mm-hmm. you so many options for one shots, or you know, for them to come back to it. And also, it's just it, it gives you, especially playing a campaign, you know, set in mm-hmm. in the world, it gives you a bit of more of a feeling of. You've just been eavesdropping in on mm. this this part of the story, and then wandering off to concentrate on something else. You know, you, you can yeah. see the characters much more as you know carrying on their stories, you know, rather than everything wrapped up and tied up neatly. Which it did feel a lot, a lot more like that in um, at the end of campaign one. Um, and obviously, no no, no spoilers you know, from that one, um, mm. but. And I also liked the fact they didn't take it all the way to level 20 as well. Yeah. um, Mechanically, because beyond, you know, beyond that point, it starts to get a bit kind of loopy really in a way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It felt, it felt, it felt right to finish it at that point.
2: Definitely. And even, even the end when they, it was obviously intended that that Molly died and then it was a random roll on, um, (laughs) Rolling, <laughs> rolling yeah. roll a two or something on oh, the, yeah. on a hundred yeah. to yeah. to <clears throat> to get him to life, and it was like, no, he's dead. And then, oh, I'll, I'll just give this a go. And the fact that, um, I think it's Talisson obviously brings yeah. himself back to life, and he's just like, what's what's a double zero mean again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> just, it just just genuinely couldn't believe it. And yeah. yeah, that the fact that that was the only reason that Molly was actually saved because they tried. Two or three different things that failed, and yeah, the, again, just the the way things can work out and all on a whole lot of roll of a dice, literally. So it was, um, yeah, I, I thought that ended well. And as as John said, with the storylines, things don't all just get fixed in life. It's, yeah, it, it makes sense that there's loose ends. So, and you never know; they could do some spin off spinoffs on certain storylines oh, if, if they really needed. So. It, it could always go a little bit further that way if they ran out of other ideas
1: I, 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 I would love to see a spin-off with um, a one shot with um, one of them playing Luke um, yes yeah you know that that would be that really would be great I mean I'd love to see like a stranger things kind of like sort of pastiche with all of them as sort of teams or something like that. That, that, would, that would be great.
0: That, that, that would. I mean, I, I want Kingsley and his pirate crew as well. That's yeah. the other yeah. one. Like I, I
3: imagine there would be, I imagine there would probably, and I couldn't, I would be surprised if they didn't do like a Ukutoa mm. one shot to resolve that storyline, because that's kind yeah. of a big thing to leave open. And you know, I could see uh, and coming back with Kingsley, pirate, yeah. King, you know, pirate Captain Kingsley for yeah. that yeah. as well, Yeah, which would be pretty cool.
0: I love how that wrapped up. And then one day, you'll realize I'm gone with one of the clips. I <laughs> <laughs> just thought that was brilliant. Uh, so well done. Um, and we haven't even talked about um, the... Um, is it Vo? What was the island called? I can't remember what the island was called. With, um, uh, with the, volcano. the... Volcano. Yeah, the volcano. Yeah, yeah. Volcano,
2: yeah. Avocado, yeah. 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 But yeah, avocado. yeah, avocado. Avocado, there we go, yeah. <laughs> the other
0: thing I'll, I'll say is that... Um, from watching this, there's so many things that are now incorporated in not just D and D but life as well. Anytime anyone says make him away, I can't help but in- <laughs> Yeah, just- same. It's it's in my way. head. <laughs> yeah,
3: I can't, I can't say it out loud because I
2: won't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how none of us have whispered Ukatoa after we've said it. Either. Oh my oh, god. No, we, no, yeah. don't we've don't all been we've all thing. been restrained. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. But, yeah, the the um the island as well, obviously, where it turns out Keela's mum is as well. It's just, mm. that is just long-term planning from Matt Mercer as mm. well. Mm. Just crazy.
1: It makes it feel like a, a really interconnected setting, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I love it. So, campaign two, we've got campaign three starting in a day or two, depending on when this yeah. gets edited. Yeah. Um what do we think we're going to see so we know did anyone mind spoilers on campaign three what we know so far no no no, so we know it's set in Marquette that's that's the big Mm. thing we know it's it's set in what is I mean I mean um Exandria is meant to represent the earth isn't it so I, I can't remember where um uh Tal'Dorei is meant to represent
1: I think it, I, I always kind of felt like it was a total kind of um, sort of North America kind that of area, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> While that, I think, was more of a Europe. kind of European kind of yeah. and an, an mm. sort of Eastern Europe um, in particular. And Marquette is kind of, I, know, I mid- suppose it's mid- sort of to middle, middle East, East. Yeah. But, yeah. But, probably, but more with the spin of the sort of, you know, it's the sort of Arabian Nights kind of yeah. um, Kind of feel to it isn't it um, yeah which yeah. is
0: very exciting i think i think this yeah. th- this has potential to be very good a lot of people are very concerned um a lot of uh, american people who have had nothing but let dined on nothing but um uh american dramas where middle eastern people are generally the bad guys are very concerned about it apparently and that's had a massive backlash but i trust the critical role people to to do this uh, respectfully uh, rather than necessarily <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what some of the fans might might be thinking, my. There's a
1: weird sec I have to say that there is. A, there is a slight. I, I think it's when anything gets as successful as this, there is yeah. always going to be a slight interesting slice of fans that I mm-hmm. always feel. Uh, Why do you listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
0: clearly you're, you're, you're not enjoying it, it. and it's yeah. many hours
1: you're putting <clears>
3: yourself yeah. through as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: It's like hundreds of hours. Did
0: yeah. you hear about the person that uh, tried sewing them? because uh, there was a character in EXU that that person claimed had written and they'd stolen the character. I
1: mean, the, the mind boggles. It really does. Um... <laughs> it's,
0: and they said, they, they said that they'd, they'd stolen this character and they said that they wanted a settlement. And one of the other things they wanted was a, a guest role on the next season of Critical Role. <laughs> and it's like by that point you know that no, you're talking shit. So this is why <laughs> You're this... sincerely Billy, aged eleven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is why they've um they've brought in like new like copyright rules and, yeah. and stuff. So this yeah. is kind of kind of okay, except that apparently it's going to affect the artwork at the start of um the the episodes, which is one of my favourite things as well, especially with the music. As Welcome to Wild Mount is one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the greatest fantasy pieces. um uh, uh It is it just fits it so world, so world, so well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so campaign three uh, was set in Marquette, which is meant to represent the Middle East. There are some hidden bits that that have been talked about. They've never done anything with Marquette. It's very exciting. They visit it in campaign one. They don't spend too much time there. Um, yeah that's
3: where like the famous uh spice (laughs) yeah um
0: the meat man as well i'm sure we'll get made made reference to so what let's what do we want to see from the characters is what i want to know and what do we think we're going to see from the characters
3: Uh,
0: it wouldn't surprise me like if a few of them decided to go
3: monk (laughs) at some point uh, no I, I, i don't imagine they would or at least maybe one of them would um
0: we did a one shot where I said you can be, um, Ranger monk, barbarian fighter rogue. And four people chose monk. Um, it was, it was one of those. Cause I just, I just, I want a group of fighters basically for this one shot and you're basically playing a kill team. And, um, and four people went way of the shadow monks. It was, it was an interesting group. <laughs> I, I don't
3: know what I'm expecting
0: from it. Like I,
3: I, they, from what it from what it sounds like, they they've got something planned that's going to shake things up a bit or maybe be a bit different. Mm. So I don't know if like sometimes maybe they just change up who the GM is, or mm. they do something with um, Exandria Unlimited, like have some sort of crossover of that in some sort of way. Like I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to being surprised. I suppose so I don't want to not speculate
0: too much on what it could be. Yeah. I mean, my my big thing is I want Liam to play a chaotic, humorous <laughs> character this time.
3: Yeah, I'd love like to see some. Yeah, see what, see what kind of different roles they can occupy.
0: Okay.
3: Can like, can Sam play a straight straight man?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> no. I guess, yeah. No, <laughs> no, we I can't. He will
1: I'm sure Liam won't be able to play something that doesn't have a certain amount of angst. No. So, no yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, well, Sam's already said he in a, no, a load of interviews that whatever happens, he kind of wants to be someone who sings again. Mm. So, like, he doesn't necessarily mean he'll be a bard, but he says it, it will be in his backstory
1: that he's a mm. singer in some way as well, which is interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and- yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I think, um, as you say, Dan, I'm, I'm quite happy to kind of, for them to sort of surprise surprising delight actually throughout the whole thing i i my 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 feeling I, I could be completely way off base here but my i have a feeling that they're going to jump around a lot more than they did in previous campaigns yeah to the extent that i i think um they've mercer said before that he's a big fan of the planescape setting and i think there's going to be a lot more jumping around to different locations and things like that in this one i don't know whether that's going to go full sort of stargate atlantis sort of you know territory or something like that but i i think i think there's going to be it's going to start in marquette but i i have this feeling that it's not gonna to stick to marquette in the mm-hmm. same way that this campaign stuck to wild or the previous one went to you know to to the rail they shipped around quite a lot anyway didn't they um but um but yeah that's 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 my kind of gut feeling on it but yeah you know mixing up the sort of what's at the table things like that interesting as well with some of the things like the, the, the um the ashley johnson uh, one shot the sci-fi one They actually started using sort of, sort of special effects and things like that and voice um they had this sort of voice manipulation thing that they're playing with live at the table and things like that which i think could be quite interesting um just from the sort of techie side of things but yeah and i think the other thing that that came out of one of their talks in a, um uh, shows was the fact that both campaigns were fairly traditional D and D in which that in, in that they killed a lot of people, mm. you know, and most fights mm. kind of ended in people dying, you know, use of which is kind of the default sort of well, you're in a fight, we'll fight until the thing dies, and yeah. then we'll go on and we'll do another, th- you know, rinse and repeat, and and that's something that they they said uh, that they were going to look at campaign three is. In resolving more conflict in more creative ways. So yeah, make of that what you will. Uh, there's, yeah.
0: there's a whole load of new rules for that as well. In um, oh, what's the the new the new adventure path that came out? D and D one, uh, something the candlelight one, the one that's set in the um, the Feywild. Mm so yeah it's it's very possible that that kind of plays into a lot of what where d and d is heading, which is the the idea that you don't necessarily have to kill everything you see, it's not just run along, stab something, run along, stab something, run along, stab Loot the something. bodies, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, would you reckon Adam
2: um, I'll be honest, I've not really paid that much attention to the new one, it's is kind of one of those that I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens rather than yeah. speculating with it. And when you asked me about what characters I'd like to see and what classes and races, I I didn't really have any that popped <laughs> in mind. It, it would be probably just something different to what we've seen. I'd like yeah. then not to be a monk, just because I do <laughs> think that was possibly a little overpowered at times. Yeah. As I said, like sudden Strike, being able to do that, and then having seven, eight people being able to wail on that person before they get to move it just seems a little over the top sometimes. Obviously it doesn't always work but mm. um yeah as, as for future going forward um because I think because I missed campaign one I've only really had the 110 episodes or whatever I've listened to, just just the
0: just the just Simpsons, the, the entire run of the Simpsons worth.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the 500 hours worth yeah. of Campaign Two. So, for me, I've just only really, yeah, I gave I, I listened to the first two episodes of Campaign One the other day, mm. uh, and then as I said to you guys earlier, I, I decided to listen to the first 20 of Campaign Two to round that out, mm. um, so I can get the kind of backstory and more of Molly because for me, I only got three or four episodes of Molly. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Before that happened. I think um, you messaged me just saying, Oh, uh, have you got to episode 28 yet? I was like, no. <laughs> I, oh, something obviously happens in that one then. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not good with that. I do apologize. No, you, uh. you
2: kept it quiet. Um, but yeah, for campaign three, I'm just, I just want another story, frankly. Yeah. Um, that, that was why I started listening to them because I got bored of audio books and is essentially a, do a write-as-you-go audiobook yeah it basically really is. so that was why I started listening to that so for season three I'm just interested to see where they go and who who they are and I, I would like them to be completely different characters to what they've played but yeah if it works then it works and I think it'll be Laura really I guess after is it is she vex isn't she in the first one or is yeah. she yeah, I can never remember if that's the male yes. or the female. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she, she's Vax and he's vexed. No, yeah. no, she's Vax and he's, he's vax.
2: Vax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to go from uh, a <laughs> stiff upper lick uh, British yeah. accent to Jester and just seeing what she comes out with this time, frankly, and what they all do and, yeah, just looking forward to it.
0: I, I, there's a couple of li- li- little things, like really niche things that I would like. I would like Marisha to play an artificer. Like, I think she would just absolutely nailed that like especially like one that's building all these contraptions that are literally held together by luck and a prayer basically Um, I think that would, would work really well for Marisha the kind of like slightly chaotic but always under control kind of
1: I could see her channeling a Kate McKinnon in the Ghostbusters remake kind yes. of yes yeah <laughs> exactly vibe. yeah yeah
0: perfect Um, and I want one of them to be a war forged as well Matt Mercer at the end in the campaign to wrap up said that when they uh, turned on the Aormaton, they basically introduced Wardforged into uh, Exandria. So now, okay. as a result, one they are a playable class in in, in um, Exandria. So, so I'd quite like to see that as well. And um, there was someone else that I was going to try and get on the pod, uh, but she's provide. She is my um, DM go to. When I've got DM questions, like in D&D, both started DMing at the same time, so we just kind of bounce off each other. She's provided some thoughts on Critical Role because that's the other thing, is we watch Critical Role at the same time and cry our eyes out at the roughly the same time as well, so that's nice. Um, so uh, she says, uh, the the one thing that is discussed on the Mighty Nine's relationship with some of their allies, uh, like Essex, for example, is all because Chester trusted them uh, and always told them they can trust him. Um I think when she painted him the parasol for, uh, for Essex at the beach, it was much more impactful than it seemed to be. So, like, mm. the fact that Jester's kind of the glue, the, the reason they have relationships with some of these characters is because Jester is, is so forthright and, and upfront about everything and just goes up and talks to them. Uh, in terms of her favourite NPC, she says, I really love Bryce. Matt posted on Twitter what happened to them and that they were all okay after the war, which is nice to know. Uh, so that's a relief. But I also really love Yusa as well and wish we would have gotten to know him a bit better yeah yusa was a really good character that was yeah. kind of like fairly important towards the end and then we never really got to know them uh in terms of characters in campaign three as long as laura bailey gets to play her first choice i'm fine with everything <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah yeah L- liam might go bard lots of people are saying druid but i feel like his last two characters were a bit too close to that mm. um travis is a wizard or another full caster I think it's time now, Travis, I Think time to get all the spells. You can do this, yep. buddy. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, maybe a monk or something more ranged. Uh, does Matt have any more homebrew classes for Taliesin? Uh Maybe Runechild Sorcerer. That's just him to a T, isn't it, really?
3: That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: Marisha, maybe Paladin. that leaves Sam as a cleric or druid, but honestly, I don't know if that would fit his vibe. I definitely would love to see it. I, I, I think Sam's going to be a cleric in this one as well. I think he's going to be the healer. Um, I love the idea of him as a healer because I think there's going to be characters that obviously his character won't like and just won't get healed. <laughs> um, and I think that really appeals to me in a way because he's the kind of person that will yeah. will just do that as well. Like never using his halfling luck. I absolutely yes, that him. was
3: that was brilliant. <laughs> like that, that that whole thing, they kept getting to trying to use it and then yeah. the one time he uses it is when they're trying to like get rid of a cursed item on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, just, it just reminds <laughs> you of that scene from Roger Rabbit where, uh, where he's trying to saw the handcuff off, mm. off him and he asks him to like steady the box and Roger Rabbit takes the handcuff off to like steady the box for him. was <laughs> like, well oh, you could do that the whole time? It's like, no, only when it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I pretty much just summed yeah. up that bit of Sam and the, yeah. And the yeah. dice.
1: Yeah. yeah it did.
0: I'm, I'm uh, d- in, in one of the campaigns we've been doing, John here played an aberrant mind sorcerer and now I'm in love with the class.
1: If it's it's, it's amazing and i'd love to see one of them actually yeah. like really get their Acting shops around that because there's so many, you know, the idea of just beaming stuff into other people's minds, mucking around with all the mental powers they've got. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see one of them do that, and I'd yeah. love to see one of them play a paladin as well. But that's, yeah, just, just I like playing paladins.
0: Yeah, it, have any of them played a paladin like full uh, paladin?
1: Tra- um, oh, yeah. Travis yeah. was, uh, yeah, I'm mean, mostly multi didn't they I think. At one yeah. Point yeah. Or
0: Cool, and I think we're quite all quite excited about Campaign Three. Are you all going very. to be watching it or listening to it this week as well? Um, week.
1: Well, it's in the middle of the night, isn't it? It's like all yeah. this American stuff. You know, I love it, but you know, I'm I'm but off obviously... on Friday.
0: <laughs> but I did, I am also very aware that that there is a, a, a American football game it's between the Denver Broncos and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to watch that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so I'll watch it afterwards.
2: No, the, yeah. the podcasts are a week later, so for me it'll be the uh, the week after. Mm. I would imagine, and just trying to avoid the, well, the Discord channel probably and trying to avoid that and uh, any kind of spoilers. And yeah, then I, I'm back to listening to it properly. Obviously, this summer, I've just been listening to them constantly and one after the other every day. So for me, it's going to be weird having to wait the full week between the episode and then talks and then carrying on into what you guys have probably had to do for the last three, four years.
0: It's kind of nice, to be fair. Like, do yeah. you get to pace it? You don't like, right, I've got to get through this next one so I can get to the next one. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of nice to be able to say, right, so I've got a week to listen to four hours worth, kind of break it up as as, as, as I go, basically. I, I quite like it.
3: And I like, I like that they're, um, they're only going to be missing out every fourth Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do, I'm going to watch it again and try and keep up with it this time. Because um, like, once you've missed a few episodes, you have to kind of catch up and it
1: does does
3: become a bit difficult uh but i'm yeah. gonna gonna keep up with it this time yeah i've
1: Definitely. got all the uh the one shots to kind of get through because they're the things I have kind of skipped over um apart yeah. from a few of them liam's one shot um which i absolutely loved brilliant that's what kind of finally gave me the uh gave me the confidence to actually run a home game for my mm-hmm. family um, um but um yeah, um, because I've, I have I have finished, uh, it took me the whole of, I started just as lockdown here. I thought, right, I'm going to start campaign one now and I got all the way through it in the space of a year. But yeah, that was fairly intensively listening to it. It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of a commitment really. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will probably be doing what I normally do, which is I'll have it on the Twitch subscription on the audio mm. version. And then every time I have to pause it because Twitch is so awful on mobile, I'll start swearing and then have to go in and log in again and just, yeah, but be worth it.
0: That's, that's what I do as well. I listen to it on Twitch on my, on my drive to work and drive home from work. With traffic, it takes like an hour and a half. So so I get through most of it on the way there and back. But I, I, I always go to the car a little bit early so I can see Sam Regal's <laughs> uh, D&D Beyond advert yeah. before I set off. And and always get a little bit excited if it's NordVPN as well. I was going to say this has yeah. this, this has been
1: the, the the couple of hours warm up to our five hour marathon discussion of the NordVPN. Ad.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. The
0: NordVPNiverse, which
2: everyone knows is what everyone really tunes in for. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good! Yeah, it's, they they were they were brilliant. It's so well done.
0: The I, I remember the um. You went to that con as well, where where they were they they were at the talks which was impossible to get into then yeah yeah and like people running around singing the D beyond song it was crazy like D beyond must be so thrilled with sam regal for that <laughs> yeah
3: like, i mean that 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 comic con was kind of crazy because yeah. the people organize it i think didn't realize like the mcm didn't realize it was going to be such a big thing yeah with uh, the critical role people turning up they they had initially they had this on the Sunday they were meant to have like this small talk in yeah. just around a sofa <laughs> uh, in the middle of like in the middle of like the crowds and everything. Yeah. But they realized they had to do it in the, in the big like theater part of the stage. Cause there just, there was just so many people turned up from like whole all across Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like the first time they'd come to the UK and Europe, it was crazy.
0: One of my favorite moments was the talk they did on the Saturday to, to get in. People got in early to watch other talks so they could be there for the critical role talk, and there was a film. I, I think it was Slaughterhouse Rules or something yeah, like that. Rules, yeah, Slaughterhouse Rules. And like, because now we're opening it up to uh, to the uh, the crowd. If anyone's got any questions for it, it's Crispin Mills, the guy from Cooler Shaker. Weirdly enough, yeah, director. the director. Yeah, and like, anyone got any questions for him? <laughs> the first question was, "Do you play D anD? d Just absolutely cracked me up. <laughs> Like I don't think, they, don't think they had any clue what to expect, and 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 uh, thought this a good turnout for this film. No, sorry, poor guy. <laughs> Couple of things that worth mentioning from campaign two, Adam.
2: Yeah, Spurt was uh, one of my favourite characters the whole hour long that he was in that episode, and <laughs> I introduced it to my daughter, my wife. They have both watched that one, and the, the every every week it'd be oh, should we watch the Spurt animation on, on YouTube and. <laughs> yeah just the the comedy genius of that whole that whole bit the little noises and uh, his little inventions a scorpion on a stick and yeah. bag of wasps and it, it's just one of the one of like again walking around like what doing my postman job looking like a maniac just laughing my head <laughs> off to myself with one earphone in and people must wonder what i'm doing sometimes but yeah that 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 one was one of my personal favourites from the from the series. No, totally as well.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying, Dan. We we were driving up to Scotland when that episode. When we were yeah, listening yeah, to that episode, yeah, that was a funny and just episode. it was just so funny. It's it's just <laughs> absolutely hilarious. He the lasts, win. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually lasts longer than he's meant to as well, doesn't he? Like you think he's going to die instantly, but when he does die, he dies and just <laughs> it's, it's so horrendous. Just completely goes, yeah. Uh um, and then Kiri was the other one you, you were going to mention as well. We haven't mentioned yeah. Kiri yet. Who's? If you watch Talks Mac, there's an episode of Talks Mackinac where Matt goes, you know she's a baby, right? And you've given her a knife. <laughs> yeah. like, no, we didn't know that. <laughs> Just, yeah, <laughs> she's she's a baby. She's got like two hit points.
3: <laughs> oh, it's like a lot of Luke and his age as well. Yeah. Yeah. He turns <laughs> out he's like four. <laughs>
0: Yeah. oh i love it yeah, that's excellent but yeah uh, if i'll tell you what if you've got a spare couple of hours pop on campaign Two, and uh and you, you're away that's that's all it takes i think you can do it in a couple of hours just, easy, this is on easy this <laughs> on times 1000 speed and you might get it done in a day uh
1: yeah right i, I just we um. there's so much we haven't mentioned like yeah, yeah. Ollie. Oh yeah. Oh my god, oh yeah. my of- yeah. soul, soul, Oh my god, yeah. who soul. Um, <laughs> it's just an embarrassment of riches, isn't it? There really? is I so much in it. it oh, it's that, one of the, yeah.
0: if if you are looking for something that is incredibly time consuming but a lot of fun. <laughs> uh I, I would say Critical Role is 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 great after you, you know, you've been to watch the expanse obviously. But um I mean, now's yeah. the
3: perfect time to get into it because um, yeah. of yeah. campaign 3 just start there. Because yeah. mm, yeah. that's a great thing about them, as well as that you don't have to ever watched any of the other campaigns to just get into it. Um, yeah, just start with number three. Yeah, It'd be a totally great jumping on point for anyone.
0: It really is, and th- and they found that with campaign two. So many more people watched campaign two than watched campaign one. Yeah, um, you can tell by the the fact that Matt Mercer is incredibly nervous in that first episode of campaign two as well, talking about the numbers of the people who are currently watching as well, and just kind of gets used to it. But yeah um yeah we'll wrap it up then i don't um i i I'll, could do the usual where can people find you i'm gonna definitely do it for adam because i know he's got like four, four different <laughs> places that people yeah. find him adam where can people usually find you
2: um at touchdown tips on twitter touchdowntips.com for my nfl previews um i i don't i've lessened my workload this year a little um just doing the sunday previews and uh podcast on friday nights which i may be hosting now there's been Bit of development there. So that, that's going to be a new experience for and me what's trying to. Cost? Uh there's the full 10 yards podcast, but I do the betting pod mm-hmm. on there. They they have someone for every area of the game. They have Brit Ball, they have college, they have NFL. It's an amazing yeah. project that Tim's put together there. There's about twenty, thirty people in that group who um the college stuff is brilliant. The amount of um of previews of um in information you get of players coming through college is outstanding from the guys on there and the betting pod um i've been nailing picks on there some of the others not quite so well but uh (laughs) but there's there's knowledge on there for friday nights when we go i think we're probably going to go live again um but yeah that's that one and then yeah touchdown tips is my my baby that i've built from the ground and uh made quite popular now i've got a, a fair amount of followers and uh nice to win some money every week
0: Definitely, yeah, and you, you are definitely someone to listen to in that respect as well, so thank you.
2: Yeah, and I um, quite enjoy being on the Good Eye Gents Discord now and uh, talking to a few of the other gamblers on there and helping them out and getting some opinions from, from others on there, which is quite useful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do either of you, either of the other guys, want to be found? It's up to you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't, have a pre- don't really have a presence at the moment. No, I and mean, then I think so. John,
1: I mean, you can find me yeah, on Instagram if you really want to. I think I'm at Jonathan Pike. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I don't really, I don't, I sort of stopped doing social media a bit actually, just for multiple different reasons. But Oh,
0: uh, I, I have for too much time on hands, and it's just purely because I'm lazy, though. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, playing D, that's where you can usually find me, I think. Now, yeah, yeah, come, come join our D game.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so well, Dan can cope with uh, you know,
1: however yeah, many, yeah, you know, a, <laughs> a, yeah,
0: bring, bring a few mates as well. Um, so I'll tell you what, we will. I, I was saying this the new campaign book made by the people that make Critical Role. Maybe the people here can get together and we can have a little campaign, okay, a little go at that campaign as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. if you guys fancy mm-hmm. it, yeah, cool, yeah, um, but yeah, um, so. If you want to contact uh, too much time on our hands, and this said gridiron gentleman, damn it, um, too much time on our hands, uh, head to our Instagram. A few pods have gone up this week because I finally pulled the finger out uh, and had a little break between the NFL stuff to actually put them up. So go listen to those. Uh, the, this one, obviously, that you're listening to now has gone up. So congratulations <laughs> on me for managing that. Um, and uh, then join the Discord as well. Discord's a lot of fun. Um, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Got a separate group for The Expanse. I'm sure everyone will be pleased to know about. that. that I, <laughs> is the one that I every now and then go, ah, look what Wes Chatton's done now. Um, and yeah, just head to the Instagram or the Twitter. It's the pin tweet on Twitter and it's in the bio on Instagram. Uh, and the Too Much Time on our Hands is now back. It might be back by this point doing the live stream, working our way through every single Bond film, rating them. It's only going to take minimum three podcasts. This was not my... <laughs> brightest idea i'll be honest <laughs> anyway thank you for listening thank you john you're very welcome be pleased <laughs> thank you adam thank you for having me no worries and thank you dan uh, thank you uh i guess i'm supposed to say cue the music at this point so cue the music
2: cue the music thank, thank Eldridge you eldritch <laughs> <laughs> <Eldridge> blast eldritch blast <laughs>